Hello and welcome to the February 2022 episode of the Presale Pulse. Now this is a show that's absolutely dedicated on getting you up to speed on everything that's happening in real estate across Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley and coming soon to a channel near you, the Okanagan. Yay! Love it. Uh, I'm Ryan Lalonde and of course uh, I'm joined by my partner who weaves the very fabric of data and storytelling together. Uh, that's some good work. Uh, the master spinner of sales, Susanna Gonzalez. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's, a, that's high on the list, I think. It's getting up there. Yeah. So today we're filming in the sales gallery of Baycrest West. This is out in Burke Mountain. And we have to drop a little bit of a sales pitch here. It's only 24 townhouses. It's coming soon. And we've had an incredible interest. And so uh, really important, hit that subscribe button right now. That's gonna put you front of line for any of the opportunities that are ahead. It's also gonna allow you to skip the line. Today it's blue sky. Uh, if it was raining though, you wouldn't want to be in the line. So with the first month of 2022, now in the rear view mirror, uh, the line of sight indicates just how low supply still is. And that's having a huge amount of pressure uh, upwards on price in the greater Vancouver. And what that essentially means is through the Fraser Valley in the greater Vancouver, we can continue to see a lot of upward pressure. In January, we saw the first ever metaverse mortgage in the digital world on a plot of land in Decentraland. Now this is really interesting. A self-governing digital world powered by the second most popular cryptocurrency, now Ethereum. And it makes sense. Uh, and if you can't find the real world, of course, you start to consider what other options you are. And that digital world is one that we're going to see an incredible amount of conversation about over the next 12 months. So back in the real world, predictably, prices remain elevated. Uh, we're continuing to see just really strong appreciation over the past few months. And since December, detached and attached prices, they're continuing to move up uh, about 2.5%. That's nothing in comparison to what's happening in the Fraser Valley but 2.5% month over month is still a really big number for any marketplace. Yeah, we're gonna get into all of that and more. Now, if you're new to the channel, the pre-sale pulse is about recapping both the pre-sale and resale marketplace over the past 30 days. We touch upon industry and market uh, trends, ensuring our subscribers feel like they have their fingers on the pulse and become real estate intelligent. Now, in today's episode, we're gonna talk about the ever important job market, what's in store for interest rates given the latest announcement from the Bank of Canada, highlight some of the highly anticipated uh, upcoming pre-sale project launches, and take a close look at some of the micro shifts happening in the resale market. Now, if you're looking for market data information on a specific marketplace or recommendations on product design, our internal MLA advisory team is active in all major markets across Canada, so reach out to us using the links below. Okay, let's dive in. Ryan, kick us off with uh, a bit of a look of uh, the macro data out there. Oh, love to, thanks, Suze. Um, so first of all, we saw a bit of a shakeup in the jobs market uh, across Canada in January. Jobless rates went up. This is kind of highlighting some of the ongoing challenges that Omicron really has added to the Canadian economy. Uh, it's made recovery more difficult. Now, the unemployment rate in Canada, it jumped 6.5% from 6%. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it actually is. This is really impacting uh, individuals across a wide part of the country, almost to the tune of 200,000 jobs. Now, the first time that we've seen a month-over-month -month decrease in jobs since May. These numbers are highlighted in some of the restrictions, mostly the temporary reinstated restrictions that we saw coming out of high contact businesses, right? So our gyms, hospitalities, these have huge outcomes on their ability to deliver services. Job losses primarily affected um, in the East Coast with Ontario really seeing about 140,000 of those job losses alone. Now, in fact, it's actually highlighted BC's economic resilience as well though, which again, center stage this past month, BC saw about 4,200 jobs created in January with unemployment rates sitting around 5.1%. So on a na national stage, you can see how well we are doing 
uh, on the West Coast. Turning towards interest rates, Bank of Canada continued its Kabuki theater in January. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. And as part of their most recent announcement, uh, they decided to hold overnight rate at 0.25%. Now, it's interesting to see this since the increase in rates are already priced in today's market. And as they've mentioned, economic slack caused by that pandemic has really been absorbed into the marketplace. I think the expectation here is that we're seeing the Bank of Canada move cautiously, right? We know inflation is in front of us, but the, the threat of recession is far greater and we're going to be uh, very careful and thoughtful how we move forward. Now, I think that we can also all appreciate uh, the importance of dialing back inflation and looking at what needs to really be done over the long-term health of the market. All signs now are pointing towards a March rate, a March rate increase. We can expect that, um, but we think that rate increases throughout the year will be moderate. Now, if we start thinking about pre-sale data, uh, in the month of January, we brought seven projects to the market, totaling 842 units. This is quite low to what we will see through the spring market, but also quite typical for January as we transition back after the holidays. Now, we continue to see strong pre-sale sales momentum with 67% of the newly released inventory absorbed in the market in the first month. This is definitely a strong market, but also higher in part because of the lower number of homes released uh, given current demand. Now, absorptions were elevated by District North West in particular, which saw over 70% of its inventory absorbed in its first month of sales. Uh, but adjusting for this project, um, absorptions were still at about 48%, um, so very significant still for this time of year. And although we don't normally talk about projects that are in tempo, and by that we mean projects that have launched previously but are still actively selling in the market um, and selling the, the rest of their inventory, it's noteworthy to say that we saw a ton of activity on our tempo sites. Lots of people disillusioned by the resale market with such little supply to choose from and bidding wars, um, and they turned their attention to pre-sale. Our January was massive, and that was all from projects that were already in market in that tempo mode. I think that's so interesting. Double-digit uh, absorption rates across tempo programs, and in many cases, I've been in market now anywhere from six to nine months. If you can't find the right home for you in resale, and you miss those launches at those critical points, there's still great value to be had in some of the existing inventories that are on other campaigns. Yeah, agreed. There were also a few several smaller sales launches uh, that we have to share about. Now, the first is Link in West Coquitlam. 45 of 70 homes sold in the first building. Danzi is targeting a high 800 price per square foot with the remaining inventory. Now, additionally, Stone Ridge by Allaire Properties. They've knocked it out of the park with a big launch in Port Moody. Ryan and Mark couldn't be happier. Uh, sold out of its 28 homes within just two weeks of launching. Really excited to see those guys find success uh, in that neighborhood. So let's look ahead to our forecast for February, which really kicks off our spring market. In total, we're expecting just under 2,700 units to launch over February, made up of 13 projects. Concrete is representing just over 2,000 homes or two thirds of that product launching this month. Can we just talk about that for like 2,700 units? Yeah, it's a big number for sure. And a, and a couple of really centralized projects. And we've already seen significant launches this month with the Curie and Parkway, but the Burnaby battle is on with Solo, Concord Oasis, Artesia, and and Nouveau, all going to be ones to watch this month. I think what's top of mind for all of those developers though, what they're really happy about is that right now, Emily doesn't have its own building launched in that market. <laughs> and so they're not competing with our sales. It's teams. coming though. We're coming. So let's talk about some projects uh, to highlight. Starting things off with wood frame product, Link in West Coquitlam. The project consists of 144 homes in two separate buildings. The first building, Danzi, began writing deals January 22nd and has sold 64% and is priced at approximately 890 bucks a square foot. This is a big number for wood frame, um, and especially considering it feels like they rushed this to market a bit. Now at 890 bucks a square foot, this is really being pulled up by the concrete market, which is now average 
averaging over a thousand bucks a square foot in West Coquitlam. And so that's why we've seen such a big uh, uptick there. I think, I think it's sorry to interrupt you, but it also speaks to the trend that we've been talking about now for almost six months, which is uh, a run up in townhouse market as we saw in mid 2021. And our belief was that that was going to create real value opportunity of a price appreciation in apartment offerings. And that's what we're seeing now over the last three months. Uh, and very much ties back to just the demand and how challenging it is to get into inventory just like what we're sitting in today in Baycrest. Yeah, and we're going to see that come through in the resale data as well with sales to listing ratios being uh, equal across townhomes and apartments for the first time in a very long time. Now they received strong attention in their one bed and den and two bed product with prices starting at 589000 and 689000 respectively. We'll continue to watch how they do with more West Coquitlam product coming um, and I just want to close the loop on that link project. So Solo District Tower 4 by Appia Development. Uh, love that we're talking about concrete again. Now they've received 5,000 registrants. They've hosted a realtor event on February 8th. There was incredible outreach. That's exciting. Prices are starting from $700,000 for a one, I can't believe it, $700,000 for a one bedroom home. Uh, this is very much aligning with what we're reporting on overall uh, towers, roughly targeting in that neighborhood, around $1,300 price per square foot. Now this project is going to have 2% assignment fee, 2% flat commission, and that's expected to complete in 2027. So a five year completion cycle. And so you're really betting on the future in that marketplace. Yeah, and I just wanna point out, so $700,000 for a one bedroom. I mean, basically that's also like can be corridor. And 1300 bucks a square foot in Brentwood is also the first time that we're seeing Brentwood actually potentially sell more than Metrotown right. because Artesia is coming out at 1250 and if you've got Concord and Solo coming out at 1300 in, in Brentwood, we've never seen that sort of flip before. Um, and so that's really interesting to watch. I mean, you can't help but think that next up is Abbotsford at 1200 bucks a square foot. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Okay, so now for one of our very own Baycrest West by Woodbridge Homes. Now this project will bring 24 boutique townhomes to market and offer a variety of two, three, and four bedroom homes. You kind of touched on it already earlier. The floor plans are terrific. And of course it's backed by Woodbridge Homes, so you know it will be well built. Brook Mountain has been a starved of townhome product with only one other pre-sale development with any remaining inventory. The waiting list is long. We expect the homes to move very, very quickly. Um, so stay tuned as we'll have more to share on this project uh, coming soon. I just want to touch on that really quickly. So we have one home for every 250 home buyers that have said that we're interested in this project. That's 0.004% inventory ratio. It's a really tough spot for us. So the best way that you can get to the front of the line is hitting that subscribe button, clicking on the links below that relate to registration, and just making sure that you're putting yourself at the front of that line. And finally, next up, Artesia by Qualix Landmark. We love these guys. They do such incredible work. We've talked about this project before. It's one of the several key upcoming concrete launches in Metro Town. They're currently previewing and they're the early stages of running deals. So prices starting at $593,000 for a one bedroom and it's overall blended average price per square foot kind of coming in somewhere around 1250. To Susanna's point, that would be lower than what we're seeing in Brentwood and maybe represents an inflection point between those two markets. Now, with the amount of inventory that we're seeing in Metrotown and Brentwood, it's really hard not to expect some really strong price wars if, if that inventory is not absorbed in the coming months. Okay, let's turn our attention now to the resale data for Greater Vancouver. There were just under 2,300 resale transactions in January, down 4.4% from January of last year. Now, the total transactions is a shift from the strong sales momentum we saw over the late fall and early winter months uh, of 2021, but should be expected given the challenges we've seen in inventory levels, which again remain at 30-year lows. In total, there were 5,600 active listings in January, down 32% from last year. Now, there is a small glimmer of hope as the market 
prepares for spring, we did see an 8% increase in inventory month over month. This is the first month over month increase in inventory in eight months, hopefully a sign of the future as we move into the spring market. Now the market is still tight as we know, approximately 40% of homes sold above their listing price. 40% of homes sold above their listing price in January, like almost half. That is certainly an indicator of how busy that market is, how competitive it is, um, and uh, and of course, contributing to some of the pre-sale activity we're seeing, as I mentioned earlier. Thanks, Suze. I mean, that's absolutely right. With strong competition among buyers, it's just going to have to really push up prices. Now, the HPI benchmark price in Greater Vancouver, sitting at 1.255 million in January, this is so hard to say, but it's 4.7% increase from just three months ago. Those are really big numbers. Breaking it down by product, townhouses and apartment products saw a 5.6 and a 3.9% respectfully. And it's been really interesting pricing our upcoming projects with such significant month over month depreciation using spot pricing that is even in some cases three or four months old is absolutely out of date. In the townhome marketplace, for example, like we're in today, prices on these homes have probably risen anywhere from about 150 to $200,000 from where they were just in the fall of 2021. Those are significant gains. And finally, let's dive into some sales to listing ratios. The increased number of new listings and slightly reduced sales brought down our sales to listing ratio slightly, decreasing from an overall sales to listing ratio of 50% in December. We're now at 40% in January, still firmly within seller's market territory though. That's 28% for detached. And for the first time in a long time, we're seeing townhouse and apartments about even at about 50%. A modest 50%. A modest 50%. Now for reference, we haven't seen a balanced market where sales to listing ratios were below 20% since May of 2020. Although it kind of feels like it's like since the 70s almost. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago for sure. Please do not forget to stay on the lookout for the MLA Intel 2022 report. Now this is where we cover 2021's pre-sale performance and some of the key market and product design trends and insights that we saw uh, moving into 2022. If you found some value in today's episode or you want to get front of line for any of the programs that we're a part of, hit that subscribe button right now. We'll wait. Uh, this gives you first class access to Newswire, our daily roundup of the latest real estate news. Subscribers also get early access to the pre-sale pulse, market insights, and the latest projects breaking ground. Now, Emily Advisory is going to continue to play a significant role in every market across Canada, no matter what our competitors are saying about that. So if you're in search of a market perspective, looking for a second opinion, maybe you're just looking for a great conversation, please give us a buzz at any point. All of our contact details in the links below. Yeah, and lastly, we wanna hear from you. Follow the links in the show notes to submit your questions or requests to speak about any trends or insights not mentioned in our episodes. We wanna ensure that the Pre-Sale Pulse is your preeminent source of real estate intelligence from both Brian and myself. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next month. Stay classy. <laughs>